Welcome to On the Way with Tony Chris. Each weekday, Dr. Chris will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Chris. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 70. Today, I'm answering a question that comes in from a listener. The listener writes, Dr. Crisp, what is the most sacred piece of real estate on the earth? Where is the most sacred place in the land of Israel, in the land of promise? Well, there is an easy answer to that. People say to me all the time, well, my favorite place is in the Galilee, and this is the place where Jesus taught his disciples, and I think this is my favorite place, and I must tell you, if you go to the Galilee, it's one of the most beautiful places on earth, and the beautiful Sea of Galilee, almost 700 feet below the level of the Mediterranean, it's the lowest freshwater lake on the planet, it is a special place, and in the wintertime, when the air is cool and the humidity is low, You can see from the tops of Mount Arbel and the tops of the Golan, you can see for miles and miles. And at one place, you can see the entire panorama of the Sea of Galilee and far into the mountains, the high mountains of Naphtali. And on a very clear day, you can see the top of Mount Hermon snow-capped in the distance some 35 to 40 miles away. And so it is a favorite place. Others will say, no, I love the Jezreel Valley and I love the horns of Carmel where Elijah fought the prophets of Baal, where you can see the Mediterranean to the west and you can turn and see all the way to Mount Hermon in the north. You can see as you look east, you can see across the Jezreel Valley and see into the mountains of Gilead in the Bible, modern day Jordan. And throughout a tour and as you travel throughout the land of Israel, there are so So many places that are beautiful and most beloved. Many would say the Mount of Olives overlooking the temple area and all of the backdrop of the scriptures that uh, that is the favorite place of many is the Mount of Olives. Some would say the most sacred place would be the Garden of Gethsemane, or it would be at Calvaria, where at that skull hill, the Lord Jesus gave his life as a substitute for our sins. Some would say the most precious place is uh, the Garden Tomb and the Empty Tomb, and all of those places are so precious to all of us. But the Bible is very clear on what is the most sacred piece of real estate on the planet. And that is mentioned, first of all, in the book of Genesis, where it is called by name. The scripture says in Genesis chapter 22, Now it came to pass that after these things that God tested Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Here am I. Then he said, Take your now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. Moriah. The place called Moriah, specifically what is called the Temple Mount today, the threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite, is the most sacred place of real estate on the planet. It is where Abraham was to offer Isaac. It is where a thousand years later that David bought that threshing floor, that two to three acre site there from Ornan the Jebusite. It is that plateau that later Solomon built the temple. 
It's there where the second temple was built. It's there where the third temple, the tribulation, will be built. And I believe it is where the millennial temple will be built, the fourth temple. Yes, I believe there will be a fourth temple. And I'd love to tell you about it sometime. And uh, maybe I can deal with it for an entire week because it will take that long to deal with the temples. But back to the most sacred real estate. It is Mount Moriah. Now, the word Moriah, as we call it in English, is really a three-part word, and it comes from the place Ra'ah, which means to see, and then Yah, which is the personal name for God. And sometimes people will say to me, well, where did you get this idea that God's personal name is Yah? Well, that's a good question, and it's got a good answer. It's Psalm 68 and verse 4, where God said, sing to God. This is um, a Psalm of David. Sing to God, sing praises to his name, extol him who rides on the clouds by his name, Y-A-H, Yah. Now, we have what is called by grammarians and linguists the tetragrammaton. That literally, tetra is for grammaton uh, letters, or in this case, speaking of the Hebrew radicals, Y-H-V-H, or in some would say Y-H-W-H, because the V and the V are the same letter. And so we would pronounce that Yahweh or Yahweh, but really no one knows the pronunciation, the correct pronunciation for that word, because even the high priest only said it one time a year on the Day of Atonement. The rest of the time, since Hebrew has no vowels, it was not pronounced because if they pronounced that, the Jews believed that they could take the name of the Lord God in vain, that is, speak it frivolously. And when you do that, then you're showing disrespect to God. And so therefore, they didn't even speak the name. They would just use the word Adonai or or they would use the word Hashem, that is the name. But God's name is Yah, and most believe that is a derivative of the verb to be, which means the one who is, the one who is and always will be, the one who was, the one who is, the one who shall be, uh, the everlasting constant one, the verb to be Yah. And so when Moses said, whom will I say has sent me, it's translated I am. And so it is that verb to be in all of its uh, glory, so to speak. And so it is the name for God. Well, that is the third part of the word Moriah or Moriah. And what does it mean? It means the place where God will be seen, the place where God will show up, the place where you will see God. And indeed, we did. We saw God in providing that ram, that substitutionary uh, sacrifice for Isaac. We saw the glory of God, the Shekinah, we call it Shekinah or Shekinah, but the Shekinah of God, the visible manifestation of God. When Solomon built the temple, the Bible says that the Shekinah of God, the very presence of God, the glory of God so filled the temple when it was dedicated that everyone had to leave the temple and the great fire fell from heaven. And the scripture says that even though the temple was destroyed, 
destroyed in 586. It was 70 years later to the year it was dedicated again in 516. And it lasted until 70 AD when Vespasian, his son Titus, Titus as we call him, came and surrounded Jerusalem and totally destroyed the temple. And for 2,000 years now, the Jews have been without a central worship place. And the heart of every believer, Jew and Gentile, those who are followers of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. But there is a day, according to the Bible, if you take the Bible and biblical prophecy as historical narrative written in advance, then there will be a tribulation temple built because during the days of the Great Tribulation, at the halfway point, the Bible says the man of sin, the Antichrist, will come to power and he will go into the temple of God and he will sit and uh, proclaim himself to be God. And in doing that, it is giving evidence in uh, the Bible saying that, that there's going to be a third temple, what we would call a tribulation temple. But that temple, I believe, will also be destroyed, and it will give way to a millennial temple that is far more glorious than anything that man has ever seen on that temple mount. And it will be the place where Jesus himself will reign for a thousand years. And Ezekiel talks about the great temple that's going to be built, and none that has ever stood on that sacred place will compare to what what will be there during the days of the great millennial temple. And so I believe there is going to be, and I believe the Bible teaches, there will be at least two more temples that are going to be built. And I don't have time to answer all the questions, but I did want to answer this question. What is the most sacred piece of real estate on the planet? Well, God has shown over and over again that that is none other than what we call the Temple Mount. It is that sacred piece of property that David bought from the Jebusite where Solomon built the temple where the angel of the Lord was about to destroy Jerusalem and David pleaded for God's mercy and Hesed and God granted that and yes that is where the Lord Jesus taught where he walked where he wept over where he said would not one stone would be left unturned on that sacred mountain is the place where the Lord Jesus will come and return. Now, in another question and answer period, I will answer the question, where is the Garden of Eden? And let me give you a hint. I believe the Garden of Eden is where the most sacred piece of real estate is on the planet. And so what have I just been talking about? Mount Moriah. I believe that is where God created Adam on the foundation stone there. And that's where it all began for mankind. And that's where it all will end up. Well, that's enough for today. I hope you enjoy this day. On the Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.